0: Bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, it's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, we, we got the buzz. Turn down the what? Turn down the what? What's up, Aggie Nation? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what's up? This on this week's podcast, we have two guys that that played together for the Utah State Aggies about twenty years ago. We got Bernard Rock and Jason Napier.
1: How's your day going? Not too bad. Just living my best COVID life. What, what up, Jay Nate? What's going on, B? How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, hey. Hey Bernard, how's it going? I'm doing good. You? Good. Doing awesome. Um, how How are you surviving the staying at home stuff? I'm actually at work. I, I don't. I'm not staying at home. I work for
2: UPS. Oh, so. Wow. Oh
0: yeah. You, you yeah, still I'm got a- it.
1: Really. Yeah. B's out there getting it.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's That's good. You can. Um. There's a lot of people right now that aren't able to work or. If if they can't work from home. So it's awesome that you can do that. For sure. Yeah,
2: I mean that's that's definitely a blessing and, and unfortunate and fortunate is what I say.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm well, a day job. I'm working from home, but but now I kinda wish I was in the office cause it's easier to get stuff done sometimes and, and at
1: work. For sure. Very yeah. true. Definitely. So my wife's in healthcare and uh She's going out to work uh, a couple of days a week, which leaves me at home with a six-year-old and a three-year-old trying to work. Doesn't work <laughs> out too well. Oh man!
0: Well, awesome! It's great to kind of that you guys can reconnect since you were both on the same team and got a chance to talk with your buddy Troy Roll the other week on our first podcast. And so it'll be cool to talk ah, with
2: there
1: we go, you guys. There, he oh, is. awesome.
0: It there going?
2: it goes. Figured it out. There
1: he is. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Still got a seatbelt on and everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sitting in a in a truck. I had to pull over.
1: I got you. You got nice. your little beard going too. I see.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying. You got a little white wisdom here. You know, you
1: got a little <laughs> little a little pepper going on. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I can't really have it because you know UPS is like the army. So, but. You know, I got my mask on so you can't really see it as much. Oh.
0: I got you. <laughs> nice.
2: Uh, I'm trying to get away, away until this this whole thing is over with.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, maybe we can talk a little hoops. How how does that sound? Sounds good. That sounds good to me. Awesome. So, it's maybe all are, here, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bernard, maybe we'll we'll start with you um maybe can you talk a little bit about how just growing up, what you got you into playing basketball? Well, what got me growing up the basketball was me and my friends.
2: It kept us out of trouble. <laughs> you know, oh, so I'm nice. from New York. So I'm from New York, so, I mean, as soon as we walk out of our building, you know, you got crackheads, you got people selling drugs right there, right in front of you. So, I mean, that was like I escaped with the basketball court. And, you know, we, we always had five. We walk around, go to the next whoever block had the best five. We run against they five, you know. So that's that's pretty much how I started basketball.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. It kind of reminds me of some, like the if you've ever played the two K video game. It's like it's like you get into a little street ball game there, um, but but like your yeah. you guys are actually actually getting guys together and playing. That's awesome. What part of New York was yeah. it?
2: I'm from, I'm from Harlem, which is uptown Manhattan. Um, I'm not too far from Rucker. Kind of grew up in that same radius of, of, of block areas, which you want to call it. So, oh, I mean, awesome. like I said, I mean, we picked the best five, go play against. When we was little, obviously the courts was a little bit lower. It wasn't 10-foot hoops. You know, we, had, we went to the little bitty courts where, you can try to dunk on somebody if you was a little bit taller than the next person.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I mean, a couple of try. those. It,
2: it, wasn't, it wasn't ready yet. Just,
0: you grabbing
1: was it. Just grabbing yeah. there.
2: <laughs> unless you was tall, then you got to dunk on somebody, you know. So. Awesome. But it, it was fun times, fun times.
0: So, Jason, you kind of grew up in a, in a, bat, in a big basketball area. Maybe it was di- a little different from New York, but maybe – can you, can you talk a little bit about growing up, what got you into basketball?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Indiana where basketball is basketball. I mean, you start at five <laughs> years old and you play as long <laughs> as you can. So, I mean, I've, I've started out at five years old and played in peewee leagues where they would limit you to scoring 20 points a game, and I would score my 20 points in the first quarter and just be running around passing the ball for the rest of the time. Um, and then played high school and – and was fortunate enough to be on a couple of great teams with B uh, my freshman and sophomore year. Awesome.
0: So I got, yeah, we'll, we'll stay with you, Jason. Uh, So in the recruiting process, where were you being recruited and and what made you choose Utah state?
1: Yeah. So I got mostly recruited around um, smaller D one universities around the Midwest, um, Eastern Illinois, Northern Iowa, um, but my family and I always vacationed out West. So I always knew I wanted to go out West. I love the mountains. Um, I played on an AAU team that, uh, was playing out in Las Vegas and it just so happens that coach Randy Ray, um, uh, saw me play out there. He was the assistant coach when, uh, right. B and I were there, um, the head coach at Weber State right now. And he saw me play out there. I had a couple good games and he, um, just kept in touch with me and uh as soon as i took the recruit trip out there and drove into cache valley and into logan i knew it was where i wanted to play ball uh, that's, that's awesome i
0: i, I it sounds kind of it's interesting how there's everybody has a different story i, I know troy roll was kind of talking about bernard you you kind of talked him in, into going but he he said it was kind of weird when he first drove out there there was all these animals like deer and cows and everything <laughs> so he thought it was kind of different because he was a, he was gonna go to Long Beach but um so maybe Bernard can, can you talk about um your recruiting process um like what schools recruited you and how how did you choose Utah State
2: well I had a kind of a a, a long kind of road going um I started out because I mean I left New York when I was 13 I went to a boarding school in Arizona which is a small little ranch school with, like, 140 kids. Parents sent big kids to the school because they were bad. Me, I wanted to go to school because I just wanted to get out of the city. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, I actually got more recruited for football than I did for basketball, which was kind of odd because I, I just played football just because it was something to do in high school. Um, but I ended up being really good at it. Um, so I got a lot of, I got major, major D1 schools for football, but basketball kind of had ups and downs cause I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was more focused on football because I was going to go to a big school and then I was just going to probably walk on to whatever school I went to basketball team they had just to keep myself busy. So, um, but as far as basketball schools, I didn't get recruited hardly heavy for, for being, that's the sport that I wanted to play. But then when I got to college, I I got a D in one of my classes. So that kind of threw my whole football scholarship out the window. So I had to go the basketball route. So I went to a junior college in Arizona for one year. Got in trouble there. It was this big ordeal. So I had to go to a military school by choice. (laughs) Um, uh, Because it was the only option I had. Um, so I went there for about a year and a half. I played. I wasn't eligible because the grades or oh, the, the classes that my college, uh, my coaches put me in were like little elementary classes. So none of those classes uh, credits transferred. So then I stayed at uh, New Mexico for a year and a half. I ended up playing football one semester so I can so I can graduate. And I, then I went to a couple. I went to Jacksonville State um it was cool it was nice you know I went on that that one and then coach Ray came out to visit me in spring break at one of my friend's house in Florida and we kind of like talked things like well just come on your visit you know and you know see what happens and I had an awesome visit I had so much of an awesome visit I didn't even get to meet coach Morrill
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't meet coach Morrill I'm on either I just met coach Ray
2: yeah, I yes. mean, well, I was supposed to meet Coach Moore, but I, I had a little too much fun. You know, the, 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 the recruits, the, the, the basketball players took me <laughs> out, had a good time, had a hung, hangover the next day, overslept. So, but, I mean, I just – going through the, the, the canyon at night, and, I mean, it was – it definitely was something different, but I had a little bit of head start because I went to a small boarding school in Arizona, so I wasn't too shell-shocked as, as Troy was. But I mean, it was definitely a town that you just fell in love with once you got there.
0: For sure, and and, it, and also the probably the only difference between Arizona and and up there in Utah is it's it's a lot colder up in northern Utah for sure.
2: <laughs> That's for sure.
1: <laughs> Especially those seven thirty a.m. classes.
2: Oh man! Oh yeah. Oh, the six a.m. workouts we had to go oh. to. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Oh man, it was probably negative um, sub zero in some of those. Um, yeah, definitely. But so so, I, I guess you guys were at the playing at about the same time as Troy Roll. Um, what 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 were some of the best memories that you had as a player, as players, and as a team? Um, Bernard, do you want to start on that?
2: Actually, Troy is is one of the main reasons I wanted to come to Utah State because when Coach Ray was recruiting me, I had a son. I have, I was when someone was born November 10th and we was in the hospital, so Utah State came on a late night and ESPN, I was like, oh, I get go watch the school that I'm actually going to go to. I got to see, I was like, oh, okay. Now, you know, the whole rock and roll theme kind of was going on. So I was like, oh, okay, it's not sound like, sound like a bad idea. Um, but yeah, he was actually the reason I actually wanted to go. But the, the memories I had, obviously was that, I mean, we had six new guys on like almost a rebuilding team um, we all could have had 30 a game e- even one of us could have scored 30 points a game or whatever the case may be but I mean it just wasn't coach system so we all had to figure it out to buy into what he was trying to do and I mean at, at times it was frustrating because you know we all wanted to score we all wanted to shine, we all wanted to do our thing but once we uh, I think after the, like Troy was saying, after the Maui Classic, we should have won it, by the way, um, but after that, had bro, we had a couple of games where we were still kind of trying to figure it out, but then, like, once league start came, it was just like, okay, we was grinding our games. I mean, we, was, we wasn't we was born teams out. We was winning by three, one, two. I mean, some games we kind of, you know, was winning by 10, 11, but for the most part, we was grinding those games out and. And we kind of looked at each other, was like, "Oh, okay, we we got a pretty good team if we all was to play together." I mean, the highest I think Troy averaged like thirteen, and then it was like 12, 9, 10, ten, nine, eight. I mean, so it was like consistent scoring throughout everyone, and and I like, any of the game night, like, I could have led the team in scoring. Jason could have led Troy, you know, anybody could have led the team in scoring that game. It's just a matter of who's hot, and who we was feeding the ball to? So that, and then I that was like, that was one of my biggest memories was that run that we went on to, and then obviously making it to the tournament, which is we go to play NCAA ball to do, just go make March Madness. So that definitely was a highlight of my career, anyway.
0: Oh, well, for sure. Yeah, there were some pretty good teams back then, and I think a couple of you guys maybe got a chance to to be on the the last team that got a a victory in, in the tournament in
1: 2001. That was Bernard's uh, I mean, senior that year would be, that, would that would was my better. sophomore year. Yeah, that sure.
2: was even better. <laughs>
1: that was the year after Troy left, after he graduated.
0: Yep. So, so Jason, what was your, one of your favorite memories uh, on the team?
1: Uh, that, that, uh, our sophomore year, my sophomore year, uh, Bernard's, uh, senior year. And I mean, we had a hell of a team, Sean Daniels, Dion Bailey, Curtis, Bob, um, uh, who else was okay. on that team?
0: Tony oh, downtown, Tony
1: Brown. That's right. B Ray. Um, yeah, we had all kinds of guys and, um, just that run that we were on going through conference. And, um, our freshman year we went undefeated in conference and then our sophomore year we we blew a couple games that we probably should have won, but we knew we had the best team in the conference and it was just a matter of us staying focused and like Bernard was saying, that you know, any given day, any one of those guys could lead the team in scoring and nobody cared. Everybody was not selfish. Uh, Coach Morrow had a system, and you were going to do it his way, or you weren't going to play. And there were people <laughs> lined, and there were people lined up to to get in the game. Um, so yeah, that 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 year beating Ohio State and um, the championship, and then going up against UCLA after that. Um, I mean, you grew up watching UCLA. You grew up watching mm-hmm. Indiana Hoosiers. You grew up mm-hmm. watching those teams that you just wanted to play against, and UCLA mm-hmm. is one of them. And um, Dion Bailey and Sean Daniels, they're, they're California kids, you know, and just to see them look at the jerseys, UCLA and playing against them, man, it, it, it's amazing feeling. And I feel bad that this year's team didn't get to experience what, um, oh, man, yeah, got to experience a few times.
0: Yeah, they were definitely projected, um, by a lot of systems to make some uh, deep run this year. But, um, so that was too bad, but, um, I was there at the championship Sam Merrill hit hit one heck of a shot for sure oh that was awesome that was a see, hell of shot.
1: yeah <laughs> he's sure. cold-blooded for sure
0: yeah and so uh, you, you guys played around I, I think around t- that, that was 2001 um so the the USU heard the student sections change a lot since then with the I believe chant and the winning team chant yep. and just a lot of crazy stuff wild bill with his crazy uniforms but um, what were some of the traditions that that this or favorite chants that the student section did that that kind of made you laugh or like got you pumped up?
1: Uh, well, I don't remember any chants offhand, but um, yeah, no either. offense to the to the student sections after us, but um, when we were there, half the arena was students, so it was packed from all the way across our bench all the way down behind the other goal, and mm-hmm. um, it was standing room only. Almost every game.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I I don't remember no Pacific chants, but I mean, even when we were playing, I mean, the the Aggie Nation was was booming. I mean, it just after kind of after we started, we left, they started getting all these chants, and I mean, it still was sold out pretty much a lot of games because I stayed pretty much after I graduated, and I mean, like I said, but uh, a Pacific chant that stands out now, but I know they was crazy when we were playing,
0: so.
1: Yeah, just the uh, statesman chant that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's the, the one State. I remember Oh, time. yeah. when they are discussing yeah. The sagebrush. Oh, yeah. The sagebrush
1: grows for sure. Not, that's a Yeah, well they definitely
2: took it to another level now. Definitely. They took it to a whole new level. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's why <laughs> Coach Morrill started pulling the chairs out away from the fans we couldn't hear in the huddles. So, um, that's <laughs> we started that.
0: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> We, back back in your guys' time, from there yes. until Seymour left, you you guys went, went n- n- BYU, and and not 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 many teams could beat you guys in the spectrum. I I talked to Brady Jardine the other day that played ten years ago, and he said the only team that he remembers losing to in the spectrum was St. Mary's once in
1: two thousand nine. But but mm. but yeah,
0: you you guys had some good home winning streaks going there. For sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Th- those for
1: uh, Bernard's junior and senior year, my freshman and sophomore year, we were in the top of the nation of um, home winning percentage.
2: Yep. Going against Duke and all those guys. Oh yeah. Like, I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, we get named with Duke and all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always a good thing when you're, when you're listed on anything with them, them on it for sure.
0: <laughs> on ESPN, there's actually a commercial now and, and it talks is kind of about the COVID-19 and, and and one thing at one part it shows the Aggie singing the "I Believe" chant and talks about believing that we'll get through this. So I thought that was kind of cool to oh, see. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I seen, yeah. for sure. Um, so you mentioned Stu Stu Morrill and and he's a great coach. Made it to this NCAA tournament a lot and won a lot of championships. Uh, I I even read an article a couple years ago. He was so good at making plays that. I think BYU copied one of his plays. And then the Warriors, um, when they were making their German runs. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was just such a crazy play because, like, you hit the screen and then they go and they just have an easy layup. And I remember that was – I that hated a, that play.
2: I hated it. <laughs>
1: but,
0: yeah it definitely
1: worked I hated today. it in practice I knew what was coming and I still yeah. couldn't do anything about it
2: I mean it, it was a bucket every time I mean Sean every time. lived off that play like, I, yep. like come on coach you gonna try to play again
0: dibble left, dibble right. <laughs> like, come on <laughs> what,
1: what
0: What was it like playing for Stu Morrill you kind of mentioned a little bit about it earlier um, I mean it was awesome
2: I mean like I said it's just, it just a matter of if we believed into what he was trying to to teach us and once we figured it out we like oh wow okay so I mean he was an awesome coach I mean we kind of butt heads just a little bit sometimes kicking out of practice one time
1: <laughs>
0: but
2: he you know, I'm from New York so I was like ah, yeah, whatever he kind of had that little attitude or whatever but once I believed and we all believed it was it was over I mean it was definitely some fun times so. though
0: for sure what about you Jason
1: Yeah. Coach was fantastic. Um, he was tough on us at times, but you know, he always wanted the best for you. Um, he would never single you out individually. Um, even though you would know he's talking to you, but he would never say your name. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I mean, his system for that time was, um, do what's best for the team. And we were a part of some very, very good teams that bought into that and we, we took advantage of it. And, uh, you know that's how we got that tournament win by by trusting in his system.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good win. It was in overtime right, against Ohio State. I don't against remember who Ohio was on State. the team. But I'm sure I mean Ohio State always had big recruits, even back back then. I'm sure there were some tough guys he played against.
1: For sure. Yeah. Tony Brown in the lane, pump faking two or three times over Ken Johnson. Oh over
0: over the number one shot block in the nation.
1: That's right <laughs> at the time. Oh wow.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. So cool. So maybe we can talk about the roles that you guys had. I, um, no pun intended, but Troy' role was, I mean, it, like you said, he he led the team with like thirteen points, but it, it seemed like you guys um, spread the spreaded the wealth, like y'all take took turns. But maybe um, Bernard, can you maybe t- talk a little bit about your role? I think you were a guard, right?
2: Yeah, I was pretty much coach on the court. <laughs> Um, I was the point guard, so my role was pretty much to control whatever plays we were running, um, start out on a defense because I'm at the top of the key. But my role was pretty much whatever uh, play coach called. You know, we had like, a little card system. So we all look at the bench, and I'd make sure everybody's lined up in the right positions. And, you know, if sometimes an all us fails, then, you know, you sometimes you got to go make a play. Um, but yeah, my role was just pretty much the point guard, just distributing, um, scoring when I needed to or scoring when they did make a play for me. Um, but you know, my, pretty much, I was just the coach on the court, you know, so.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah, point guards are definitely valued, especially here in Utah. We have John Stockton leads the all-time in assists and. So I think Aggie Nation really appreciates those good point guards like you that can, can get the ball to to people to make the shots. And and you made some shots yourself, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I had to change my game completely around when I got to Utah State. I mean, I was more of a scoring point guard. Um, I was scoring at will when I wanted to. But, I mean, that's not what Coach wanted from me. Um, and, and believe it or not, I mean, I'm glad I didn't. Because we were successful <laughs>
1: yeah. he likes being modest, he was a hell of a point guard he was the fastest guy out there, played great defense and he absolutely got all of us in place where where they should be and and ran the game from the
2: court. I well, appreciate you bro <laughs> that's
1: awesome i was
0: gonna i was gonna say I, I kind of ask you what helped you kind of um elevate your game to the collegiate level. I was looking at kind of your guy's roster and. And Bernard, you, you you're about the same height as me, five ten, and which is like a, 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 like it's an average. It's it's a good height, like for basketball. Though you probably played against not some tall big enough guys. <laughs> but I mean, you proved them wrong. Like you, you like like you um, Jason said you're. Do you think it's mostly your speed your ball handling, like? What oh yeah, I you? mean, it
2: was it was it was definitely my speed, number one. I mean, no one can really stand in front of me. Um, once I blow a that that's it. Um, and then like, as far as my height goes, like I said, I was always a scorer. So I, I knew how I figure out how to ways a score. I put my body into whoever trying to block the shot or sometimes, like I said, I'm so fast. I will kind of jump a lot further than what I'm supposed to, but I'm pretty much gliding and flying into the air before anybody else can even try to run to try to block my shot. So that kind of helped out a lot. And then just, just trying to figure out ways how to score because I know that I'm smaller. So trying to, how to figure out, trying to work on the floater that, that everyone started to do now. I like, kind of tried to do it before it even became popular. And, like, the big the big guys hated it. Come on, Rock. I'm like, yeah, well, you, you're trying to block me. Like, what do you want me to do?
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, though, is the change from uh, – Um, I can only speak. So I I came straight from high school. So the change from high school ball to division one basketball night and day. So, you know, you try hard in high school, but you don't really know how hard you have to work at it. And then, you know, I'm six, five, six, six. And when I graduated high school, I was 185 pounds. Well, now I'm coming to Utah state. These guys are coming back off Mormon missions. These are full grown men and I'm 185 pounds. I didn't stand a chance. And plus, I'm from Indiana, so I don't play defense anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh man, and Stu, and Stu definitely stressed
0: defense a lot, right? <laughs> Stu
1: definitely stressed defense. <laughs>
2: if you wasn't playing on defense, you definitely wasn't playing.
1: That's right.
0: So, no but much I'm you sure you guys learned. I'm sure you guys learned a lot. Um, like from Stu, you can probably learned a lot about defense and offense, and just how to how to win basketball games for sure.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah. Coach
2: Ray was Coach Ray was more of the defensive stopper. Oh
1: yeah, oh, especially yeah. when we first got there, we had to do all those defensive drills. I still remember yeah, those. Sliding, how, slide, oh, ah. how bad your your legs hurt after those? <laughs> Oof.
0: Yeah, because you're basically doing the squat in the defensive stance, like just getting down yeah. low. And
1: yeah, for about forty five minutes to an hour at a time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I might have gone because when we first moved there, I went to some Aggie basketball camps and I remember um, maybe one of you guys were coaching me or one of my brothers, but like I remember Stu was saying that that guys would get pretty tired in practice. There was a Danny Berger about eight, seven or eight years ago. He went into cardiac arrest in a, in a, in a practice. Luckily they had one of those machines to revive him. Mike
1: Williams took care of him.
0: For sure. And yeah, definitely an Aggie hero there to, because, I mean, the odds of that he was just in the right place in the right time and had to, like, get get the machine out and get it all set up, and that's amazing
1: for sure. Yeah, Mike's a fantastic guy. He was our trainer when we were there. Oh, yeah. Um, he took real good care of us. Um,
2: oh, yeah. Mike,
0: the man.
1: Mike is the man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I'm. I'm I wonder if he's still – do you know if he's still there?
1: He is, yeah. So I, he's uh, he's the head yeah. trainer now. Um, I oh, went back there. It was our 20 year reunion for the um, my freshman year team, Bernard's junior year team, and he's now the head trainer for the uh, the football team.
0: Oh, okay. That, that that's that's cool. It's good that he's helping everybody stay safe and, and healthy at for the Aggies. Um. So I had another question here. Um, oh, yeah, this is just a hypothetical question, but so Jason and Bernard, if you guys are playing a game of horse like they did the other day, and I think the NBA had one and the jazz player Mike Conley won, but uh, yeah, you guys crazy. were playing horse like who's going to win and uh, like what shots are you going to
1: make and I'm going to win because I'm a better shooter. I was I'm about to say, if, if, <laughs> shooting, if, he, if he definitely yeah.
2: started some shots, yeah, he definitely would have to get. Yeah, there.
1: I was, I, I was <laughs> always a good shooter. Uh, bernard <laughs> was the better all around player for sure.
2: Yeah, he definitely got me there if he makes some crazy ass horse shots.
1: <laughs> oh, man, yeah.
0: They had some crazy ones. There was like a sitting down or behind the backboard. There was a WNBA player that actually beat Chris Paul in the. Yeah, it was uh,
2: a what's her name? Ali Quigley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quigley. Yeah. But then, yeah. um,
0: what's what's his name? Zach Levine beat her in the in the semifinals because he started doing like all these athletic like three sixty shots. That's like, come on, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he just was doing what he had to do to win. I guess. But, hey, that's what you gotta do. Yep,
1: yeah. you do what you do you have to do to win. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess they had a no dunk rule. I don't know. Can, can you, either of you guys dunk now, right now? Or I probably I, I haven't can. touched
1: a basketball. Uh, well, I touched one at the, the reunion last year, and since then it probably been five years before that since I touched a basketball.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I can touch a rim. I, I can't dunk, though. I,
1: mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I can I, touch I, the rim, I, I'm sure, too. I, I, try,
2: yeah. I tried a couple times with my son, but it, it wasn't happening.
0: Hey,
1: Shout out to <laughs> Brendan Ray, though. He did dunk still. Did he um, at the reunion in the spectrum?
0: Oh nice. You guys yeah, probably dunked back in, in your college days. You could dunk for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Almost yeah, every definitely. every
1: Division One athlete basketball player can dunk.
0: Yeah. I mean
1: yeah, I could have
0: sure. probably had the most dunks, but I've just never dunked it. <laughs> Not in the games, but like in practice. Maybe. I mean
2: I've had a, maybe maybe a couple of dunks. Maybe one one dunk for sure. But yeah. yeah. I mean it was two points is two points.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um there's a there's a couple of games I was looking over, some of the games that you played. Um there was a Cal State Fullerton one in the Big West tournament. I I think you guys were beating them really bad and and I saw um J- Jason, you were in there at the end of the game. Like what do you guys remember about about that game? I'm trying to
1: remember what year it was, but Yeah, if I I was in the game, then we were beating them pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, But I don't specifically remember that that game at all. Um, Yeah, me either. That that was probably our freshman year, maybe. Or my freshman year would have been your junior year. Yeah,
2: I don't know that so much about that game.
1: So maybe let's talk a little bit about
0: after basketball. So, Jason, you said you played until your sophomore year, but but what happened after that? Like, what what'd you end up doing? I, I played
1: until my junior year, so I played three oh. years. I redshirted. My first year was a redshirt year. Um, just wasn't big enough to play. Um, plus, we had to help a team at that point anyway. Um, and then after that, just finished school, graduated, um, moved back to Indiana. Um, I'm a pilot now. I work for a small university here in Indiana where i on the chief pilot
0: oh that's cool yeah i've I've heard that you can make a good living doing doing that there's a lot of people out here that go to school to that like like that to to fly
1: airplanes. yeah Utah State's got a great flight school, and um you know if I would have thought about it when I was there um I probably wouldn't have graduated because uh man the guys had a pretty good time while we were in school
0: <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> So, Bernard, what about you? What did you do after college?
2: I moved to Arizona, actually, because that's where I went to high school. So I moved back there. I was trying to play ball overseas, um, but just for some reason that wasn't happening. I didn't go to a lot of the camps that they had for, like, where overseas player, uh, coaches were there. I don't know why. i just, I never even heard of some of them. Um, then I just started working. Then – just pretty much just being a family man. Uh, I had a son at the time. Uh, but then I actually went to go visit Sibo over, and he was in Czech Republic. Um, and so he was trying to get me on out there. I was cooking him, too. I don't know why they didn't pu- pull a trick on me. I was busting their ass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, didn't, I, I didn't get a shot to play overseas until, like, 06. But then I pulled my hamstring. Which is so weird because I'm I'm that's like I've never had a, a a basketball injury ever, and then when I finally get a chance to play, I pull the hamstring against Sebo's team, <laughs> and I kind of like ended my pro career right there because I couldn't heal fast enough for a hamstring. I mean, hamstring is like a lingering injury. So so who, so ended.
0: who is who is Sebo
1: Seabo is Curtis yeah.
0: Bob. Oh, okay, so he was on your
1: with you guys yeah he came in at the same time as um all of us really um, yeah, they came in junior college transfers so junior and senior year
0: oh awesome yeah. so so bernard are you are you still in arizona then or where where you at now
2: no i'm, I'm in i'm in illinois now
1: oh so just right next uh, to jason <laughs> yeah yep.
2: I mean, we've seen the other a couple of times because my son played AU ball.
1: Yeah, anytime he right. comes down to Indy to play, yeah. I always go out and watch him. We catch up. Yep. So your your kids both
0: are are they all in the basketball or? My two, well, yeah, my
2: oldest son and my middle son is, and my oldest son was until he had a baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my middle son, he's actually going to uh, Fort Hayes State in Kansas. Um, He's gonna start his college career, whenever this whole thing is over. Uh, So, and my daughter, she pretty much, she wasn't really into sports, not as much. Um, But she's really smart. And my little baby, she's, I don't know, she's into dance. So,
1: whatever. And my son's only three years old, so we were still playing on our <laughs> hoops right now. But he does love it, and, and we, we shoot around every day on the little goal.
0: Um, well, what, are, what are some of your favorite basketball um, movies? I, I know
1: Hoosiers is probably a big one
0: for you, Jason.
1: Hoosiers is always number one. Um, he Got Games good. Um, those are probably that's my top one. two. Yeah, those hey, are probably my top one. two.
2: He Got Games.
1: Jesus Shuttlesworth.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ray Allen, yeah. I haven't seen. I mean, I like above the rim, though.
2: To... Above the rim.
0: Above the rim. There's besides Space Jam. The, 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 have you guys seen Like Mike? That's a little newer one with a little bow wow. Oh, yeah, that's
2: pretty good. Yeah, I issues. haven't seen that
1: one though.
0: No. Kevin chip. Durant has.
1: Blue track. chips is solid. Yeah, that's a good one. A chip. Modeled after Bobby Knight. That's oh, me yeah. with Bobby Knight up there. Oh yeah, Boy he Knight. was
0: a, he was quite the character for sure. I, I, I've mm-hmm. seen some highlights of him kind of going crazy. Kind of reminds me of, like, Stu. Stu is a little bit lesser, but I've seen Stu get into it with some coaches and some reps and some. Oh, coaches, yeah. So.
1: <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he'll, he'll get into it sometimes.
2: Oh, yeah. Bernard
1: He's a big and I have got a too. few stories about him. And you won't He's... believe how big his hands are if he goes to shake your to hand. I, I mean, say, his hand yeah. just totally wraps over all your hands, they're huge.
0: I couldn't oh, imagine yeah. him
1: smacking somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I've heard it. Um, there, there's a couple of guys I've talked to in the past. They've said that, that like, if, if if they messed up or whatever, he would say like, if you ever like, oh, I, I think it was it was in Wild Bill's podcast. Um, Preston Medlin was, I think he was kind of showboating, like kind of pumping his chest, and then Stu Moore got into him after that, like, for, and said like, if you ever do that, I'm gonna I'm going to go over there and smack you or something. <laughs> I would to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: doubt Coach actually said that, but I don't know what he would say.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Exactly he might tell him, him to that. knock that off for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. He's like, you better knock that off or like, or else you're not going to play or something like that. Like, I don't think he'd actually like, smack anybody because he's like – Nowadays, like you can't, you can't do that stuff. Maybe I, I don't know. If Bob, I know when Bobby Knight threw a chair once, but I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely can't do that now. That's <laughs> nope. Sure. Yep, for sure. Um, well, a m- m- couple other questions. I, I'm just curious. Do, did you guys remember having Aggie ice cream? Like, what was your favorite Aggie ice cream flavor back in the day? I,
1: um, do, remember, I do remember Aggie ice cream, but I was always just a vanilla guy or chocolate.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too i'm playing
0: yeah
1: man. those
0: are <laughs> yeah exactly but those are those are good i haven't had the it oh, definitely banana. was good though oh yeah they're for sure and they made some new ones like aggie blue Mountain is probably the the newest best one so okay. that's it yeah well I, and if you're ever out here you'll have to get some some aggie ice cream again they're pretty good no doubt um so who did you guys both up like idolizing in the nba like is, was there anybody in particular you modeled your game after
1: it's I don't me. you're alan arson i was reggie miller <laughs> oh nice <laughs> from indiana
2: i hated him oh, yeah i hated reggie miller
1: yeah that's because you're a knicks fan <laughs> especially oh, when, when spike
2: saw. with spike i mean i'll tell that story time i'll be like shut the fuck up spike lee i mean you just you just woke, <laughs> him, up. You them. Just woke him up
1: Exactly, Reggie loved that. As soon as you started talking to him, he was he was Nine in you.
2: Seconds, like come on. Yeah, y- yeah,
0: I remember some of those. Like he was doing the choke sign to. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was dark. That
2: was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna win this game.
1: No way." Yep, that's Eastern Conference Finals. Freaking Spike Lee. Yeah,
0: I remember. Yeah, those I, Reggie Miller. He he was a trash talker, and I think. He got into it so much that I think Jordan once grabbed his head and was like, like Oh yeah. He, he and Jordan got in
1: fights. Reggie was fantastic. He wasn't a big guy by any means. wiry, And, uh, but he would bust you up.
2: I mean, you might see that on these next coming up at the last dance. Him and Reggie going at it.
0: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I remember that year in 98, they went seven games. So if, if if Indiana had won that, maybe it would, would have seen Utah versus Indiana that year. That uh, would have been yep, yep. interesting to see. I think it would have been – maybe there would have been a game seven there because, I mean, Utah was pretty close to making to game seven uh, both years. But Jordan's just – he's another level for sure. Best yep. ever. He's the GOAT. Yep. And Definitely. along with the trash talk we were saying, I think there, Indiana's got kind of a history of trash talkers because um, – the hick from French Lick, Larry Bird, he, <laughs> he, he could sure talk.
1: What yeah, I he'd tell you what he was going to do it. to you and there wasn't anything <laughs> do you it. could know about it. Yep. <laughs> That's true. For sure.
0: So maybe the last question, um, what, what advice would you both give to um, the, the student athletes at USU regarding their the athletic career and, and whatever other career they do out, outside of basketball or whatever sport they're playing? Enjoy college. I mean, enjoy it
2: while you're there and make good memories, have friends. Um, you know, I kind of wish that I kind of would have uh, focused on basketball more instead of trying to party. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, just stay focused. Stay focused.
1: Yeah, you don't realize it when you're there because um, all of us were athletic and we're all gifted with talent um but you know you work a little bit harder and you know you see more playing time you go further you go pro um mm-hmm. just enjoy the time like bernard said um it goes by fast and Later. um yeah that's about it well,
0: Those are some good words of wisdom there um I, uh it's because we see a lot there's a lot of players that like maybe their career ends at high school or even in college it seems like it just funnels out like like fewer and fewer people actually play on the next level but there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that are still like all, all these Aggies that have graduated they're still legends and whatever they're doing because I mean the rate yep. you guys have raised wonderful families and and it's it's in it and it's great to see that the legacy that you can leave for them for sure yeah absolutely no matter
1: what you do just put a 100% in it. it doesn't matter if you're picking up trash or if you're um you know um, a ceo of a company whatever you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it
0: True story. for sure that's a good blue collar mentality and and if we're if you're passionate about what you do or or even if you're not passionate about it like a job's a job and just work hard for yourself and your family and that's that's Uh, there's a lot of unsung heroes here in in the U S like not everybody can be LeBron or Michael Jordan, but just being that family figure, that's, that's, that's a good thing. Sure. Yes, sir. Well, that's all I have for you guys. Is there anything else you wanted to leave for for Aggie Nation before we.
2: Well, I definitely appreciate uh, the, the talk and you know, the questions and everything really appreciate what you're doing.
1: I appreciate it too. It's always good to talk about old times and reminisce with, oh, yeah. with buddies, um, and go Aggies. Yes, yeah. definitely. Keep it go going. Aggies. Keep it going. Yeah, Aggie
2: well, for life, baby.
1: That's right. For
0: sure. We for got sure. a lot of Aggies coming up on our on our um, podcast. So we'll we'll have you guys on in in the next week or so, and then then we'll. I look forward to to getting oh, to know more you guys. Listening to it here. Thank you. You're definitely you guys are definitely inspiring and, and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks.
1: No problem. Thanks for having us on.
0: Oh yeah, thanks. You guys have a good day. Right. You as well. You too. Bye-bye. You, right, bye bye. See you bye